Thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. Well, we do have a special presentation this morning. We have some new developments with regard to our relocation. Um, you're going to be seeing this presentation in three parts. First, Bill Creel, who is the chair person of our relocation committee will be coming up to share with you the newest revisions of uh, plans for the phase 1A of our relocation. Uh, Bill will be doing that, and after Bill gets through, uh, we have a special guest, Steve Brown, who is with Par Church Builders. I'll tell you more about that a little bit later, uh, but I'm going to introduce Steve, and, and he's going to share uh, some words with you. And uh, then uh, Frank Lambert was scheduled to be here on behalf of the Budget Finance Committee to share uh, some possibilities about how we could pay for this thing. Uh, But as you know, Frank was among our Haiti mission team. Uh, They all got back Friday and yesterday, most of them yesterday. While he was there, he was bitten by a mosquito, and that mosquito left some evidence, and he's a sick camper. And so uh, he's too sick to be with us this morning. Uh, and for Frank Lambert to be too sick to be with us, he's sick. So please remember, Frank, I'll share with you what Frank was going to share with you. It won't be nearly as impactful, but it'll be pretty much the same stuff, okay? So that's what we're going to do. Uh, This is not a day for discussion. We will have question and answer sessions tonight at 6 and next Sunday night at 6. All the questions and comments that anybody wants to communicate, that'll be the time for those. And then on the Sunday morning, June the 22nd, uh, which is three weeks from today, uh, there will be uh, a recommendation voted on by the church in both our morning services on the 22nd. Right now, uh, I want to bring up Bill Creel from our relocation committee. Uh, show your appreciation for Bill. Does it work? It does. I feel especially blessed this morning. Before I left home, uh, I was actually able to tie my tie. It was not comfortable, but I first time since I had my surgery. So I thank you for your thoughts and prayers. It's it's been a it's been impactful on me. And then when I got here, I didn't know Jimmy was going to preach. He wasn't supposed to, but then he did. My sins are washed away. What a blessing! What a message! What a powerful, beautiful message! And I thought about how weak I was getting up here, and then I just heard, I'm weak, but he's strong. So I feel blessed this morning. I hope you do. I could tell you a long story how we got to this point, but you don't want to hear it, and we don't have time. So I'm going to very briefly tell you that the Building Relocation Committee uh, believes that they have a solution to us being able to move to our property. It will be a floor plan that will accommodate everything we do on Sunday, It will accommodate what we do on Wednesday night, except for the food pantry. And it will accommodate our weekday preschool, which is quite an accomplishment. We didn't think we could do that until we saw the plan, and then we found, or Jimmy found, PAR Builders. And I believe that combination can work for us. Uh, The one thing, a few things we will not be able to move down there will be our church offices, although the the, uh, weekday preschool will be down there. Renee has a very good opportunity. She can be at either place or both. I think we may be able to accommodate her in both places. But our church offices during the weekdays will be here. We'll continue to keep our uh, bus here. The vans, of course, are flexible. 
And that pretty much covers everything we need, except for storage. We will be still using this for storage. Uh, right now, we, are, we have 21 Bible study classes. That includes uh, the one in Jimmy's office, the uh, library, and the choir room, and three classes over in the youth building. Our new plan will accommodate 21 in classes, plus I'll show you in a minute where the fellowship hall can be used for three classes also. So we actually have a little room for growth. If we can turn to our first slide, we will look at the, the first floor. A lot of you are familiar with this, this plan because uh, most of it, starting right across here down, is the exact same plan that we've been talking about. But what we did, Red and Carol, uh, Steve Carroll, Red and Carol said, I believe we can accommodate uh, the children preschool and some adult classes by adding back on the bay we took off, which was a 25-foot bay. And a bay is just your structural uh, support beams and all that. So we added that back, and we did accommodate it. The preschool, uh, nursery and preschool, will be downstairs. This is our covered entrance. Uh, our pavilion sits right here. This is a drive-under uh, area. That will be our main entrance coming in here. The same thing we've been having with our uh, gym, the worship center. That's the platform, our fellowship hall. These lines here are just uh, uh, walls that uh, recede back into the wall where we can subdivide if we need it. And our kitchen, and this is a walk-in cooler and uh, freezer. Uh, we have six... Uh, nursery preschool rooms here uh this this right here is going to change this is a concept it's not the final drawing uh so there will be some changes there if we can go to the second slide this is the bay that we added on uh which includes uh, classrooms here across here this will probably be, become a classroom uh, we have classrooms here, here, and here, and here. And then this is the youth assembly as it's, we've been projecting it all along. If we will go to the next slide, we see sort of an overhead. And I wanted to show this to you to give you some orientation as to uh, what you'd be looking at on the elevations. 29 Highway is out here, except it's out here. Uh, it's, it's a little bit farther away from the building. So looking at it from the road, you will see this part of the building. That's what I would call probably the front entrance. Uh, this is the drive-through. The pavilion sits back here. Now, when I show you the elevations, you're going to be the first one at the top of the page will be this side over here, looking in from the driveway, looking in straight into this building. And when you do an elevation, you show everything just like it was on a piece of paper, and that's what it is. Uh, the second view down will be this side looking straight in then we'll be looking in this way and then the, the final one will be from the back over there so if we can go to the next slide this is looking at uh, the pavilion sits here the, the fellowship hall and kitchen here. in fact that's the kitchen door and these are the doors coming out of the fellowship hall this is the drive under this is uh, looking on the other side of the building where that front entrance is and what that looks like. This is looking at the uh, where the preschool is down here, and this is looking at it from that back elevation. 
So that gives you some idea of what we're talking about. Now, we, I could go on and do a lot more explaining, and if we have time left and Jimmy wants me to, I can come back and give you a little more detail. But that's how we got to the point that we felt like we could move everybody down there and not trying to use two campuses on a Sunday and on a Wednesday, which we felt like we really didn't want to do. I will turn it over to Jimmy. Bill, as you know, we've been working on this for a long time. It was back in 2002 that our church voted to ask our trustees to start looking for land. And they found some land a mile south of here. It didn't look like a whole lot. If those of you who are here back then remember what it looked like, I remember Miss Margaret offered. Uh, she said, what in the world would you want with that piece of property? That's one of the ugliest pieces of property. She was right. It was a junkyard. But underneath all that junk was a pretty nice piece of property. And as you go by there now, 20 acres, it took us a year and a half to come up with the $350,000 we needed to pay for that land. That was back in 02 and 03 into 04. During that time, we also uh, hired uh, Raritan and Carroll Architects. They came up with a master plan for us that you remember has four large buildings. The building we're looking at here is the, uh, a revised version of the first of those four buildings. Um, and we had our first capital campaign from 05 to 08. We raised just over $2.5 million. And then with the recession on, we were wondering if we needed to have another capital campaign, whether it would work or not. We went ahead and went into it. And from uh, the middle of 08 to uh, 2011, we raised another $750,000 and some change during the middle of the recession. Um, and then in uh, 2010, in the middle of that campaign, we brought on a, a construction company who did some estimates for us on all of phase one, and the, the cost projections came in uh, far higher than we were able to afford, and it pretty much uh, stifled us. We were stymied for some time, and uh, sometime early last year, I received a call from Steve Brown. Steve Brown is uh, a, a minister, a pastor with the uh, Church of God. And he also works with a company called Par Church Builders. They had built a church, a facility for a church on 34. It's called South Metro Ministries. You can go by there. If you go out uh, uh, 154 to Thomas Crossroads, turn left, and you go a couple of miles out there, you'll see South Metro on the right. Par constructed three buildings for them. And uh, anyway, early last year, Steve called me. He said, I uh, saw that you have property out there, and uh, I'm with Par Builders, and if you need us, uh, we'd love to help you out. And I kind of stashed that voicemail along with about uh, 130 other voicemails that we had received over the past uh, decade. But we didn't do anything. Uh, money was still coming in, but not enough to do anything, or it seemed so. And so uh, I was, uh, and the committee too, Bill and the committee, we were frustrated. And so... Uh, earlier this year, uh, I picked up the, uh, my phone pad where I had scratched out um, Steve Brown's number, and I called, and I said, Steve, I'd like to talk with you. And so uh, long and short of that is that uh, we're coming with uh, PAR Builders to build this particular building. Steve Brown is with us. He's a great friend. Um, I love him uh, very much, and uh, he, he's helped us. If we are able to build in the next year, it will be largely because... Uh, I believe God led Steve Brown to call me last year. 
And uh, so it's that important. So I, I, I want you to welcome Steve. This is the first time Steve has been with our church. Uh, he's been with the committee a time or two or three. And uh, I want you to meet him. Uh, he doesn't own the company. He's a representative of the company, uh, but a, a great face of the company. Steve Brown, would you come and just share? <laughs> Hope I did you justice, brother. <laughs> Well, it is an honor to be here this morning and to uh, greet you. Uh, standing as a, a general contractor rather than a pastor brings with it a certain set of uh, fears or maybe intimidation, kind of like the, the young man who was speaking for the second time. Uh, the first time was at his home church of about 100, 150 people, and then he was invited to speak at a church of about 1,000. So he worked for about two weeks on his outline, memorized his manuscript, and was going to stand up and speak extemporaneously. And... Uh, he announced his, uh, his text. He took it from Revelation, and he was standing at the podium with a great deal of confidence because he had worked so hard to memorize this sermon. And he said, Behold, I come quickly. And his mind was blank. He could not think of a single word to say. And he was like a deer looking in the headlights, and he thought, Well, if I just show a little bit more excitement, maybe something will jar loose and I'll, I'll remember my sermon. And so we said it again, behold, I come quickly. Nothing. That church was set up a little differently than this one. The altar was all the way across the front, and the seats were really close. And so without realizing where he was, he thought, I'll do it this time with a lot of energy. And he said, behold, I come quickly. And he stepped forward and tripped and fell right off into the front row into a lady's lap. And he's getting up, dusting himself off and apologizing. He said, oh, ma'am, I am so sorry. And she said, well, it's okay, young man. You warned me three times you were coming. (laughs) I have uh, developed a great uh, sense of uh, respect, uh, love, and admiration for your pastor. Uh, He uh, greeted me the first time we walked through the facility, and really he didn't talk a lot about the facility. He talked about you. And from that, I realized that this is a, uh, a man with a vision, who has a congregation that wants to do something significant. And so we're a, we're, we're a church building company. That's what we do. We, we build churches. And we feel like we're more than a typical general contractor. We believe God has positioned us to be Joseph-like stewards, to save the body of Christ every dollar possible to be invested in souls. That's what your pastor talked about the first day I met him. He talked about impacting the city for Christ reaching this community. One of the things that impresses me about our company is that today, on this Sunday, we have more than 30,000 people worshiping in facilities that we've constructed, and there will be hundreds that come to faith in Christ today. So more than building buildings, I could talk to you about that all day. We are excited about helping you, partnering with you to reach the harvest. In Palmetto, Georgia, there are 8 out of 10 people that are lost. They're dying. They will go to hell if we don't reach them. If we don't burn with a, a passion and with a fire for the Lord Jesus, they will, they will miss it. And uh, this, this building, the building that we're proposing to build for you is not the church. We're the church. This is what Jesus died for. It's us, not brick and mortar. And so if we can help you construct a tool that will help you fulfill your vision, we would be honored to do that. We're not coming just to typically be or uh, to help you build a building. We want to we become a part of your congregation, a part of your dream, a part of your vision. 
So thank you, Pastor, for giving me the opportunity to greet uh, this congregation this morning. God bless you. And if there's uh, anything we can do, I'll be here this evening to uh, answer your questions. Thank you so much. All right, so uh, this is one building that's been revised to move everything we have except for uh, most of our offices, the food pantry, and uh, most of our storage. Outside of that, everything else, Sunday school classes, worship space, upward basketball space, fellowship hall, commercial kitchen, uh, youth space, children's space, weekday preschool space, all of it's going down there. Uh, it's 29, a little over 29,000 square feet in that building. Uh, PAR can build that building for just shy of $95 a square foot. Now, there's some other things that, that uh, need to be uh, spent to get into that building. For instance, we have uh, probably another quarter of a million or so to finish up the site work. We, don't, we have not finished the site work that's out there. We have uh, some money in uh, furnishings and soft costs. Soft costs are like audio, visual, uh, kitchen equipment, and so forth. And uh, when you put all of those things together, the amount that it's going to cost to put us there is going to be in the neighborhood of $4 million. I want you to say that with me, $4 million. So how do we do that? We don't have $4 million. This is what Frank Lambert would have shared with you. Um, We have right at just over $2.3 million in our building uh, fund. Just over $2.3 million. We have spent just over a a million, about $1.1 million, on the site work you see out there. So in the bank, we have $2.3 million. I want you to say that with me. $2.3 million. So that means that we lack $1.7 million. So um, what the Finance Budget Committee, and they've been in talks with the Relocation Committee as well, so this is kind of a, a, a joint recommendation, but definitely is coming from the finance budget. You'll see on the next slide this uh, recommendation, and this is the recommendation we will vote on on uh, Sunday morning, June the 22nd. Uh, the finance budget committee is recommending that Palmetto Baptist Church authorize that committee to negotiate a loan of up to $1.5 million to complete phase one of our building plans for the new property on U.S. Highway 29. The $1.5 million loan will be amortized for 20 years. That's what banks are doing, by the way. Uh, there's no such thing as churches getting a 30-year mortgage. 20 years uh, will require initial monthly payments of less than $13,000 with an initial interest rate not to exceed 5.5. The interest rates are lower than 5.5 right now. Uh, I asked Lucy McDuffie, who is the credit officer for United Community Bank. Some of you know Lucy, a great, great lady to give me figures, and she gave us figures uh, on possible monthly payments for $1.5 million, $1 million, uh, and all of those at 5.5%, even though the rates are currently not at 5.5%. The interest rate will be renegotiated every five years. Monthly payments will be paid for in part out of capital campaign contributions. So let's just say for grins that we got a loan for $1.5 million dollars. We still are $200,000 away from the 1.7 shortfall. And so uh, what we would like to have happen is that beginning next month, assuming that the church approves this recommendation, if the church approves this recommendation on June 26th, 22nd, then beginning next month, 
for the next nine months, six to nine months, we want to raise a half million dollars. We want to raise a half million dollars. That would put us within the one and a half million financing amount. Actually, it would bring us less than 1.5 million, uh, but again, we're using 1.5 million as the limit at which we would like to finance, okay? So if we raise a half million dollars in the next six to nine months, that brings us down to the 1.2, million mark in terms of financing, okay? Everybody with me so far? All right. Now, let me just mention this to you. Let's assume that we take out a $1.5 million loan, and the rate is 5.5%. If we did it right now, it's less than that, but let's just say, for hypothetical theory, let's say 5.5%. The monthly payment on a $1.5 million note, 20-year amortization, 5.5% is $10,350. I want you to say that with me, $10,350. Well, uh, we're making budget, but we're barely making budget. Uh, things are going really well, but um, we're not at a deficit. But we don't have an extra $10,350 a month. And so those payments would have to be made by us conducting uh, another capital campaign. You say, well, can we do that? Well, let me just remind all of us, the last three-year capital campaign that we conducted started in 08 and ended in 2011. It was three years right smack dab in the middle of the worst recession that most of us have experienced in our lifetimes. Only those old enough to go back to remember the 1930s can remember a time that was worse than the time that we just are trying to crawl out of called the Great Recession. But during that recession... In a three-year period, we raised $750,000. $750,000. If you take $750,000, which we raised in the terrible recession, and if we raise at least that much over another uh, capital campaign, $750,000 will make payments on a $1.5 million note for almost six years, a three-year campaign will produce six years of monthly payments. I want to say that again. A three-year capital campaign of at least the success that we had in the middle of the recession will produce at almost six years of monthly payments on a $1.5 million note at a monthly payment of $10,350. If it's less than $1.5 million, of course, it's going to be less. So the question might come up, well, how in the world can we do that? Guess what? We're already doing it. I know. You've got to have some evidence. You're not going to believe me. I hear you. So. Did you know that... Uh, since the beginning of 2011, if you go 2011 back to right now, from, the, from January 2011 to April of 2014, you know what our average amount given to the building fund was? Average monthly amount from January of 2011 until April of 2014? $11,092.30. Hello? Now, 
we want to raise a half million dollars before we ever get into this thing, which will bring our, hopefully, our uh, principal amount down lower. But even if we had to finance $1.5 million, not only could we make the monthly payments with a capital campaign very easily for, for at least six years, but we're already doing it on average. Now, there are some months when we don't have nearly enough to make a payment. There are other months when we could make three or four payments. But I'm saying that on average, since January of 2011, we have, we have brought in an average of over $11,000. That would easily, as you, you know, would make a payment of $10,350. All to say this, folks, this is doable. This is doable. And that's why these two committees... And I'm fully in agreement with these two committees are asking us to approve this motion because this is doable. If we do this, we would be worshiping in that facility one year from today. This is doable. This is the most hope I've seen since 2003. This is doable. God through you has already done enough to make this doable. And God will do it now through you. We can't do it alone. And we can't do it divided. It's time for us to be together. And it's time for us to let go and let God do what God can do through us and has already done through you. And so I am asking you to come to the Q&A sessions tonight and next Sunday and ask every question, make every comment on your mind. Positive, negative, in favor, not in favor, come. This is church. And then on the 22nd of June, come show up that Sunday morning in both of our services, and I'm asking you to vote for this recommendation, and let's break some ground, and let's get to work, doing what God has called us to do for the last decade. Now, I need to say one other thing to you. If we vote this down, which the church has the right to do. Let me say that. People have the right to vote against this, and the church has the right to vote this down. But if we do, short of somebody standing up and saying, I'll write a check for a million and a half dollars, which is highly unlikely, short of that, a no vote on this recommendation will more than likely kill the relocation. So we can vote no. And if we vote no, we need to put a real estate sign about a mile south of here. I'm asking you to vote yes. These two committees are asking you and me to vote yes on the morning of the 22nd. All right? I know you have questions, and I know you'd love to ask them right now, but this is not the time for questions. Tonight and next Sunday night will be the time for questions. Please come. If you can't come, send somebody with your question. It doesn't matter to me. On the morning of the 22nd, you have to be present to vote. We don't do absentee balloting here at Palmetto Baptist Church. At least we haven't up to this point, and we're not going to vote today. It'd take a change in our Constitution, and we don't have time to change it, because that would take three months. All right? I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank Bill Creel, 
for over a decade of investing more in time and energy and resources than anybody I've ever known. I want to thank... I want to thank the Budget Finance Committee for uh, being willing to listen to uh, these new developments and make a very bold recommendation to our church. And every one of them put their imprint on that recommendation. I want to thank both those committees. I want to thank God for bringing us to this place. Six months ago, I thought she was about dead. But she's alive. And we're alive. Folks, let me tell you. You look around at churches that are similar to us all over this countryside. You look at Ramah. You look at Sardis. You look at uh, Victory. You look at, and you could name a bunch of churches that are similar to us. They are dying. They're dying. One church that 10 years ago had average 400 is down to between 90 and 100. They are dying. You know why? Because they are not willing. They're full of great people, salt of the earth people, but they're not willing to do what so far you have been willing to do. And so with everything that is within me, I beg of you that you be willing to do it again. Because you can. God can. And he wants to do it through you. Well, all this is about reaching people for Christ. We're going to have an invitation. I realize it's two minutes after ten, mainly because I took more than any of the other guys who spoke. But it's not right to end a worship service without giving somebody an opportunity to come to know Jesus Christ. That's what this is all about. We're not here to build Taj Mahals. We're here to make room for people to know Jesus. So I want to ask you to stand. If you're here and you've never invited Christ into your life, this is the opportunity. If you're here and you're looking for a church home, this is a grand opportunity.